0: Hey, guys, if you've been tuning in over the last couple months, you've heard all about the GameTime app and how it can save you some serious cash on last minute tickets to sports, concerts and all types of shows. My favorite feature is the panoramic seat view. I love to know the view that I'm paying for and GameTime has it right there in the app. I choose my seat, two taps and I'm checking out and then I'm going to see Trans-Siberian Orchestra tonight in concert. Just in time for Christmas. Well, now Game Time is hooking you up for the holidays with a $10 credit. Here's what you do. Download the Game Time app in the Google Play or the App Store. Click on the My Ticket section of the app. Create an account. Then under the billing section, redeem the code THEATHLETIC. That's all one word, THEATHLETIC. And get $10 off your first purchase. That is free money. And we like that around here. The credit's only available to the first thousand people who redeem the code, and it expires at the end of the year. That's December 31st, 2019. So go ahead and score some last-minute deals on tickets using game Time.
1: Rip City! Both teams play hard. Both things play hard. Both things play hard. Both
0: things play hard. Hello and welcome to a special Christmas Santa's mailbag edition of From the Rose Garden. I am your host, Dave Dufour. Jason Quick has got the week off, so I am calling in our producer, Extraordinaire. Sasha shawl, Sasha, welcome to the show. Official guest on the oh show. Oh,
1: gosh. Thank you. I am rather extraordinary. Thank <laughs> you. That's I don't, I don't think that's here. how that
0: word operates. Uh, <laughs> so um, are you getting anything good for Christmas that you know of?
1: I do know that I'm getting an excellent present from my mom, who usually gets me and my sister a spa day together. Mm-hmm. But this year we said... Mother, we're sick of that spa. We would love to go for a dinner somewhere. Would you please? Other than that, would you, would you please buy us dinner somewhere somewhere nice? And so we're going to this excellent place in New York on the Hudson River called Stone Barns. Something blue, blue stone. <laughs> it's I don't, so Hill great.
0: X- and I'm so excited for this <laughs> restaurant. Whose name I can't remember. It's I think it's actually, called Blue Hill at actually Stone Actually, they Barnes. change the name often, right? That, that's how you know it's exclusive. It doesn't have. A, it has Hill. a Firestone uh, star, not a Michelin. It star. It
1: actually is very fun. Fa- it's very fun. It's on like it has its own farm, and it's we're just gonna do a little lunch and spend a little bit of time up on the Hudson, and it'll be pretty. And I just thank my mom every single day. That's awesome for for that beautiful gift that she's gonna give me and my sister, and. I am getting her a jar of marmalade that I made for her, so (laughs) equal and opposite.
0: I uh, I just opened the only present I'm likely to get for Christmas, which was from my father-in-law, and he sent me a flask. Which, (laughs) yeah, pretty good move. And what kind of flask? It's a Stanley, like so double-walled, you know, vacuum stainless steel guy. I mean, I camp a lot, right? So this thing should be able to like take a beating and, um, you know, carry my booze effectively, which yeah, is, you gotta,
1: you always gotta make sure you have, a uh, well-protected booze on hand yeah. when you're camping.
0: Well, this is why, like, so, you know, I, I like to take wine and I always have bourbon in, in the, in the van when I'm camping. But, um, the wine, like I have considered transferring my wine to like a Bota bag type of deal for mm. camping because then it's one less breakable thing flying around while I'm driving yeah. down these crazy dirt roads. So yeah. yeah, the flask. Wow, what a what a great gift. That's great. Extremely thoughtful. I think it's just Stunning. because I, he and I drank like an entire bottle of bourbon on Thanksgiving, and I think wow. he was just like, oh yeah, this guy definitely needs to be able to carry. That's this gnarly. Yeah. So uh, we put out a call uh, for questions <laughs> on Twitter, and uh, because people in Portland um, don't know me the way that they know Jason.
1: Which we're hoping to change right. today. Yeah,
0: sure. Uh, we we got minimal response, but there were some good questions that hopefully we can uh, expound upon. And uh, and you also had some questions. So, uh, I have some
1: questions for you. Uh,
0: oh, there we go. Yes, well, I am here uh, as uh, Mr. Basketball Guy to uh, hopefully answer these questions as you ask them. Well, after you ask them, not as that would be weird. that'd be bad <laughs> podcast.
1: Be very strange. Okay, let's 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 dive in. I say let's dive in. I think we can start with this is a good question. This is this is a question I think people in in Portland are wondering. And I think he had a very rocky start, very rocky start with Blazers fans. And also, I think it's a guy who doesn't get the benefit of the doubt from anyone. And that's Mr. Whiteside, Mr. Hassan Whiteside. He came into the season, no benefit of the doubt. And I think that he has won some hearts over a little bit. So why can't people get themselves, stop themselves from getting grifted by what Hassan Whiteside asks at Corbin A. Smith.
0: Uh, friend of the program, Corbin Smith. Uh, Mm. You know, it's a lot of it is how we evaluate players. You know, we look at numbers so much because it's hard for, especially the average person. To, to watch you know all 82 games or wh- however many a player plays. Um, most analysts I know knew what to expect out of Whiteside. Now, did he struggle early on, and, and could you point to the injuries? Absolutely. Has he had his moments where he's turned it around and he looks better? Certainly. Uh, being healthy has made a big difference for him. I think it seems like Carmelo has had an inf- influence on him. Clearly, Dame has had an influence on him. Um, but has he been good or consistent even after being healthy? <laughs> no. But the the reason people always get fooled is the numbers. Because you see those numbers and you're like, oh, my God, this guy's got so much talent. Now, if he can just, uh, you know, be active defensively and set, you know, real good screens, make contact on screens, be physical, do all these things that he just doesn't do. And now he's 30 years old. Uh, if he could just completely change the way he plays and still put up these numbers, wow, what a player. Because you do see it in flashes with him. And, and that can be, I think that's part of the frustration that people have. He can go a few minutes on defense and he'll block a shot, uh, you know, get the rebound, whatever. But then there are times where it's he'll get a, go out of position to block a shot and then not try to get the rebound. And the guy that he was guarding grabs the rebound and gets a putback mm. and those kind of things that you know those are the things that just happen with him a lot and you know they don't show up on the stat sheet that he didn't yeah. snag that rebound and so i think this is what it is it's he's a guy who puts up good numbers but doesn't really affect the game positively yeah. so i i see why pe- i know why people get you know get kind of fired up about him um but the truth is he just you know doesn't have a lot of impact
1: yeah and also like to not be consistent on a team with so little depth, that's just not what they want from you. Like when you're out there, you have to be making a difference. Right. And and by the like way,
0: the, one of the most consistent stars in the league leads that team. Yeah. So when players are inconsistent, it stands out. You know, ask CJ yeah. McCollum because when <laughs> CJ's not <laughs> shooting well,
1: yep. he hears about it. Absolutely. So, well, I, I, I'm rooting for every single NBA player. I'm rooting for Hassan. And I think that it's interesting how much Damien's leadership. Like, I I don't know. I guess I'm interested to see how, if it's only been a third of the season. So I'm interested to see how, like, Damien's leadership throughout the season can perhaps make a difference um, there. I mean, ultimately, you just have to have, like, there's a level of talent. Like, a level of talent and attention and intention that you have to have from hassan that has to come from within him but can damien pull it out of him that's that's a question uh, we're 30
0: games in two. i mean yeah. like you know th- this is probably where he is i mean we'll see you think yeah we'll see and, and certainly things are not great for the blazers because of all the injuries and you know not having zach collins really has hurt them and and mm. white side quite a bit um you know you got mello back there and while mello has been decent defensively he's not been as good as Zach collins would be so there there are certainly some extenuating circumstances with him but i think you know by the time you get to this point of the season you know you kind of know what you got unless he really turns it around unless he has like he might maybe get something really fantastic for christmas and he's just like <laughs> you know what this has completely changed my life and i'm going to go out he'll and have, dominate
1: maybe he'll have a like, Nightmare Before, not Nightmare for Christmas, maybe he'll have a, a Scrooge experience on Christmas, yeah. and it'll be like, oh wow, like he'll wake up and be like, oh my gosh, you know, <laughs> centers of Christmas future, and I, I now need know what I need to do. Maybe he'll have an epiphany, <laughs> prompted by three ghosts visiting him. Who are the ghosts? What ghosts would visit him? Oh my
0: him? god, it would be Bill Walton, the ghost of Christmas past. Aldridge? Aldridge has the ghost of Christmas present, and the ghost of Christmas future would be Zach Collins' ghost, <laughs> or Nurkic, or Nurkic, or
1: Nurk, Nurk, <laughs> Nurk. Would, mm, yeah, it would be. Yes, yes. This is content. <laughs> okay, so let's move on. There are some, uh, I think, elisions in this tweet question that are difficult for me, but I will do the best I can. Okay. Assuming the Blazers can get a DPE for Hood worth around two point eight, parentheses question mark I think he means million. Yes. Will that actually help them get a worthwhile player? They seem like they need a cons- consolation trade, but they have no quality depth with all the industry and in- injuries. And that's from at Tortacular, which is a great Twitter name.
0: Yeah. So the disabled player exception. I mean, possibly, mm-hmm. possibly. Okay. They they might get someone. Um. there's just not a lot of guys out there uh i like the idea in a vacuum of a consolidation trade but any trade you make this season is not about this season for this team every move they make needs to be about next year and Mm. the next year right like you you just need to at this point it's
1: against lillard's like philosophy though to do to be thinking like that
0: well organizationally I think well, it's. Right. I mean, it's they, not his right? decision. It, yeah. It's it's worth the organization's time and because they make money to make the playoffs, and not to mention that you have, you know, you got a fan base that you want to cater to, and they're yeah. used to having a playoff yeah, team, right? Yeah, so yeah. I get it, right? Like they're a unique circumstance in the NBA because they are the only game in town. They are a small mm. market. They do have a superstar. You know, they have a top ten yeah. player, which is what every team. Wants to start building with, but the the issues come when you look down the line. You just say, "All right, well, Zach Collins is out, possibly for the rest of the season. Nurkic, we're not sure when he's coming back yet. But you know what? What is he going to look like when he does come back? You know, you're not making a finals run this year. You have to be realistic about that. So any move you make needs to be long term, at least next year focused, not for this season. Like you're not looking for one more piece to put you over the hump. They're just not in that spot. So they might hang on to that. And, and do nothing with it. Or they might use yeah. it in a trade where they're going to get a guy who, you know, who's got more money um than than they can send out. And so, you know, we'll see what happens. Um, I, I'm not convinced that they're gonna make any moves anytime soon. I, I'm eyeing January fifteenth as sort of the mm. date where where we should expect them to, you know, kind of if they're gonna make a move, it'll be after that and, and probably, you know, and obviously mm. before the all star break. Um right. and then and then maybe they're looking at the buyout market. Um And I do think Hassan Whiteside is the most likely guy to get moved because of that large contract. He's an expiring deal. Mm. They could help another team get off money and potentially pick up a a more long-term piece.
1: So don't get too attached, guys. Yeah. Hey, speaking of- Don't get too attached to Hassan Whiteside. (laughs) Speaking
0: of get off money, I am going to get off money and spend it on DoorDash right now. I am starving. I've had such a long day, Sasha. This is my second podcast and I did my Q&A today, but luckily oh I don't yeah. even have to leave the house because DoorDash will bring my favorite food right to my door. Ordering is easy. I'm doing it right now. I've got the DoorDash app open. I'm going to choose Chipotle burrito because I think that's what I'm Good interested to know. in right now. Good to
1: know you're just doing this. That's well. <laughs>
0: right. I mean, I'm, You know, this is, what I, this is what I get paid to do. My it's food is just going to be delivered uh, 37 minutes from now right to my door. Door Door-to-door delivery in all 50 states and Canada. Order from your favorites. Don't worry about lunch. Let lunch come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code blazers.
1: You know, DoorDash is like a club classic in LA because... You just absolutely don't have to drive forty five minutes to go get food that's and right. everything is so far and you know what you get drunk at your house order food that's how that's how people play it here. Yeah. nobody goes out to eat anymore and when they you just do it, call food in. Don't forget
0: use the promo code blazers and get five dollars off your first order from doordash all, all right. right next question
1: okay, so we have a good question, and it's related to us, I, I to this podcast in particular. And I, I can't tell if this is like a little cutesy thing from this this uh, this tweet, this tweeter. But uh, our theme song has the Rashid Wallace uh, yes. press conference footage. This is he a, says, a
0: cutesy question. he's played yeah. hard.
1: And uh, so, as Sean Kane is wondering, Coach Duff or Doof?
0: Doof, yeah, Doof. Coach
1: Doof. Rashid Wallace once famously answered every press conference question with, quote, both teams play hard. In your estimation, how often is that sentiment true?
0: Um, if we're talking NBA regular season, I'd mm-hmm. say 70% of the time. I and and that. that doesn't mean like game by game. That means like portions of the game, right? Because when yeah, there's a blowout, true. guys aren't really going to go as hard, right? Right. and Fourth we Fourth quarter yeah and we know second night of a back to back a lot of teams are not going as hard, but for the most part, every team goes into every single game trying to win it I mean this absolutely you know, these are professional athletes, and they you don't get to that level without having a huge amount of competitive drive. It's actually one of the things about yeah. the Lakers this year that I think has been really cool is that you can see that they want to go out and win every game the bucks yeah. are doing the same thing um mm-hmm. And and that's and they're
1: top of the league right there.
0: Exactly. And that's different than what we've seen from the Warriors the last few years. Uh from mm. those from those Cavs teams that knew they could just turn it on. They just had to get into the playoffs top four seed and it didn't matter. And and so it's very refreshing to have a league where every single night it looks like everyone's trying to win every game. Um it has
1: to do with chemistry to a certain extent, too. Um No,
0: I think right now it's everyone has this sense of uh a puncher's chance, right? Like they, anything can happen. Yeah, exactly. All, all these teams feel like they can win, whereas mm-hmm. the last few years, everyone knew it was going to be the Warriors or LeBron.
1: Yeah, except That's for last true. year, of
0: course, with you know the Raptors.
1: Yeah, the Warriors are de- we're definitely kind of had their own reasons for the past like two years for sure. Like for them, it's not necessarily a chemistry thing as much as we knew it, it was just that like the fatigue of playing that many games and. And kind of the fatigue of knowing that, of knowing the future, mm-hmm. of just not being able to get past knowing the future, and of course they didn't know the future last year, right? So in the NBA, truly anything can happen. I think it's also very true. I also think that both teams generally play hard. Like I think in a hundred percent of games, or like ninety nine percent of games, both teams play hard. It's also just a question of where your team is at. Like if right. you're on the second night of a back-to-back, like the Lakers with the Nuggets last night, they played hard. It was it just wasn't good enough and it was their like 10th game of a of like a road trip and, you know, LeBron's not playing. It's everyone's exhausted and that's like they played as hard as they could probably. Yeah. Well, I and mean, they're it still not good games. enough. Yeah. Right. So, I think play. I think almost Players are playing hard, or at least teams are playing hard, most games, the vast majority of games, but your capabilities are different for every game. All right, next cue. This is not about the Blazers, but you know our dear Dave, he covers the Spurs, he goes to Spurs games, and the Bucks are the, probably the best team in the league right now, like pretty... Pretty much you can put your foot down and say that like there's a pretty good argument for that. So this question is from at bet your life 23. Can the Bucks have a 2014 Spurs style run with their shooting and rim protection? They're a perfect counter to the Lakers who rely on inside scoring and don't have really reliable shooting besides Danny Green, who is not actually reliable shooting. I would say they don't have reliable shooting outside of like
0: LeBron at the basket. LeBron. Yeah. yeah.
1: I don't know. They don't have a huge amount of reliable. Danny Green is like, he's great, obviously, but he's not actually very consistent. So
0: Year to year. Yeah. He, he's been up and down. I mean, it was like 47.5% last year. And I thought yeah. with all the wide open looks he was going to get, he was going to be amazing this year. Um, he's, he's struggling a little bit. Yeah. Just a little bit. And, uh, you know, uh, it's possible. So, I mean, first of all, will the Lakers make the finals? I don't know. I don't even know that the Bucks will make the finals. I do think... Uh, the bucks yeah. um I think the Bucks are the best team in basketball, following up a sixty win season with what they're doing right now, which is they're on pace for like seventy one wins you know if they maintain the same you know win percentage, which you know we'll see um but they're they're gonna win sixty games again this year, and uh that's that's pretty dominant you know can they can they complete the run and make it to the finals um there's a lot of people that want to discount what they did last year. Mm. That's the first year of this run with a 23-year-old MVP last year. Yeah. And guess what? They were one overtime game and another game away, like where they lost by single digits from making the finals. So, uh, you know, let's pump the brakes on all the slander for the Bucks not being able to get it done in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I think I think they can make it. Yeah, and, reserve
1: and, that for James Harden, please.
0: Sure. And and not only that, <laughs> but uh there was no one on the that Spurs team that was as good as Giannis. Yeah. Now, career-wise, yeah. certainly Tim Duncan—you know, one of the seven or eight best players of all time—and now we know Kawhi has turned into this guy. But they weren't those guys then. It was just good team basketball, and you know, there's definitely some of that DNA there because Mike Budenholzer is the coach, and he knows yeah. what it get, what it takes to get it done. You know, uh, so mm-hmm. you know, certainly I, I think the Bucks should be the favorites right now to win the finals. That's that's where I'm at. Uh, they are playing the best team basketball. Um Of course, when you have LeBron and Anthony Davis, uh you're right there with them, and especially the way they've played this year, you know, like the last few yeah. games aside um but yeah I, I definitely think the bucks could win i wouldn't I wouldn't compare them to that Spurs team
1: did the Bucs play the Clippers yet? Yes, yeah, do you even remember what happened in that game? I
0: don't you know um i I, Damn. Feel, like, I feel like they blew them out
1: I also think no, that. the bucks I yeah maybe? the bucks
0: blew them out. Um
1: was it that was that the game where Kawhi was sitting and everyone was like, I am mad.
0: Yeah, well, that's just what people are gonna do. Um <laughs> but yes, uh they did No, he played. Yeah. Interesting. But Paul George wasn't back.
1: He um, was. This past game, this last game.
0: Oh yeah. So they, was. they, they beat him twice. They won by five yeah. and then they won by um twenty-eight. Oh, so fuck. yeah um look the bucks are really good and and yeah they are i wouldn't pick anyone else to win the finals right now. Uh, are they the
1: only team that's beaten both la teams they might be
0: possibly possibly we need stats and info
1: i know i'm asking questions without if somebody answers right and
0: we weren't and we weren't ready but uh if if someone listening wants to tell us i'm not gonna look it up so uh, feel free (laughs) to tell
1: (laughs) i'm gonna allow myself to believe that that's true that the Bucks are the only team in the league that have beaten both LA yeah, teams. Yeah, we'll say that. I think it's true. Yeah, that's we'll uh, my instinct. Okay, so, um, I guess I have one last question for you, Dave, and this one's from me.
0: Uh oh.
1: Uh oh. What's the best thing about covering the Blazers so far? what uh, What have you really enjoyed about doing this podcast? Because you're not like, like, uh, you're not like a Portland guy, like usually, you know, and you just started covering this team this season and. What's been the most interesting thing about it?
0: I mean, so I'm, I'm a big fan of Jason Quick, and he's not going to listen to this, so yeah, I can does. say this like not feeling like I'm gassing <laughs> love him you, up, Jason. <laughs> yeah, but he's not going to listen to this. So, yeah, I'm a big fan of Jason Quick, uh, and it's really, really cool to get to work with someone that is so good at his job, and yeah. I think and so like, passionate too. Absolutely, and, and and the stuff that doesn't make the podcast. Is actually my favorite parts about doing yeah. this podcast, like the stuff we talk about before a show and after a show, and um, that's been that's been really neat to me. And and to watch uh, the like it, it, he's made me respect Damian Lillard even more than I already did, and not as a basketball player because I already knew he was great, but as a person. Because yeah. when someone that I respect as much as I respect Jason respects someone the way he respects Damian Lillard. Yeah, as a human being that carries weight. And so I think that, you know, those two things there it's, it's a getting to know Jason even more and working with him, you know, every week, and also getting the insight on who Damian Lillard is as a person, which is uh, again, a lot of stuff doesn't make the podcast, um, the stories that we hear that are just incredible. And this, so, you know, as it turns out, like Damian Lillard, fantastic basketball player better person and which sounds like the most cliche thing to say yeah but uh jason quick is not a bullshitter and so when he says that it carries weight with me so that's been the really cool part um but mostly working with jason you know
1: i agree with that i think we both came into this well i think all of us came into this season including the team itself actually thinking that it was going to be much much more fruitful than it is and i think it's been disappointing for a lot of fans and for the team and and Jason and us to, like, watch them struggle so much. And especially for the basketball to not be as fun to watch, you know? Like, you get assigned to the Blazer and it's like, oh man, very excited. Get to watch, like, CJ and Damien and that's, like, really fun. And then to have the games be kind of miserable sometimes, like, it's not it's not what you want. But with Jason, he's, like, not as focused or he's... He he puts his focus on the, like, human side of the game, which I know you all know because you read his stuff, but having that view and coming from that angle preserves seasons like this. Like, it, it it's, it's like how you use not the sweetest strawberries, not the best looking strawberries to make jam, because those are the ones that you can, like, preserve the flavor of and make it into something really sweet and, and beautiful. And you don't need to do that with strawberries that are perfect. It's kind of like this season. This season, this is a little bit of a sour strawberry, but we're going <laughs> to make it into it, some jam. Uh,
0: there you go. That that is uh, that is a, a very very interesting analogy, but I love it. Um, <laughs> and anyway, that's what Jason does. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's just so good. And, and you know, yeah. I know anyone listening to this show. I know they're listening for Jason, and that's why you know the show is what it is. Um, hey and and uh you know he'll be back on the next episode which will come after the new year so uh for Jason and for Sasha who uh thankfully was here this week uh to, <laughs> to help me with these questions um i'd like to say uh merry christmas happy hanukkah happy kwanza uh happy festivus uh, do you say happy festivus i'm not uh, sure. not a seinfeld guy uh, uh so i don't know <laughs> um I don't-
1: I don't know what the pr- the proper nomenclature happy, is for that, but... Um,
0: happy whatever holiday you're celebrating. If you're not celebrating a holiday, uh, you know, hey, have a good week.
1: And enjoy uh, the restful time period in which right. everybody else is dealing with their families and all other kinds of crap, and you uh, just get to chill.
0: Exactly. Um, <laughs> you know, and uh, have a safe and happy New Year's, like, literally, like, that Very night. Very safe, please. Be safe. Uh, enjoy. And we'll be back... In 2020
1: Both Absolutely are. Thanks for listening guys Both things play hard Both things play hard God bless and good night